So this week's parsha is parsha shlach. Gonna get all Yeah, and parsha shlach. The, the the main subject in parsha shlach is the story of the miraglim. And um, I just want to point out that at the beginning of the story of the miraglim, Moshe Rabbeinu or Hashem says that Moshe Rabbeinu should tell should tell them that shlach lecha anoshim. You should send out spies. So it was the story of the Eden was supposed to go into Israel, and they got nervous, so they wanted to send spies to make sure that they would be able to conquer it safely and live there. So really, really, that was something not what Hashem wanted. Hashem said, just go. And they decided, oh, we're going to send spies. But Hashem said, anyway, send out spies. Interestingly, after the, so we know how the story plays out, that the, the Maraglam went, and they came back, and they brought back, they spoke negatively about Eretz Yisrael, and Yisrael got upset. And Hashem made Xera that for the 40 years, that 40 days that they spied at Eretz Yisrael, they're going to spend 40 years in the Midbar, and the whole generation of the Eretz Mitzrayim, they're all going to die out. At the very end of the story, it says that uh, the people said, Okay, now it's time. Let, now, now we want to go. We want to go into Eretz Yisrael. And the Pasuk says, Moshe Benin said to them, No, don't go. Hashem said not to go. And some people went anyway, and they got wiped out by the Amaleki and the Kanani. So we have, it's just interesting that the, the story is bookended. The beginning of the story in Muraglim, Hashem said, Go. He didn't want them to send out spies, but they wanted to say, Okay, so send the spies. The end of the story is, Hashem said, don't go, and, and they said, they know. He said, no, don't go, and, and those that went got killed. So what's, what's the, it's, uh, it's interesting, I'll double with it. the beginning of the story, the both, both sides of the story have a case where we, something Hashem didn't want us to do. One of them, he says, okay, do it, and another one, he said, no, why, why, so why is that? So the, so what was, what was the, what happened by the Miraglam? So many, it says in, in different places that, what was the, the, what was the hesitancy of the Jewish people? Why did they not want to go into Eretz Yisrael? Or they were so negative about it. So, many, some say that, point out, that in the Midbar, the Jewish people lived, uh, a super, it's almost like a supernatural life. They didn't, they, they, everything was supplied for them by Kaddish Baruch Hu. They had no, they didn't have to work to get, to, to, to have what to eat. Their clothing grew with them. Everything was taken care of for them. And they had, were free just to focus on their relationship with Kaddish Baruch Hu. Going into Eretz Yisrael was going to, it's a whole, whole different thing. It's Vyasafta de Ganecha. They had to plow the land, plant the land. They had to work and live a normal life and at the same time be able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they became nervous. They felt like, no, can, can that be done? Is that possible? So they became, and they therefore had this negative attitude towards Eretz Yisrael. And therefore the story played out the way it did. However, the question is, if they had such, such lofty objections to going into Eretz Yisrael, they, wa- they didn't want to be distracted from the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so how did they end up becoming uh, Kaifrim? Because the rejection of, of, of being able to go into Eretz Yisrael essentially was saying that Hashem is saying we should go in, and we're saying, no, we're not. We're not we don't want to. We're not going to be able to, even though Hashem said you can, and you're going to be, going to be able to conquer them. So that's, that's, that's Kfirah. That's, that's the denying... Hashem's ability. So, so where did they go from this, this, this desire for a, a different path of connection to Kaddish Baruch to, to, to a sort of denying of Hashem? How, how does that happen? So, I think, I think, I think we, we could just uh, 
Say over Pasuk and Mishlei. The Pasuk and Mishlei says, Pen Espe Vechichashti Vamarti Mi Hashem. Person says, person should say, May lest I should become full, and I'll deny, and I'll say, Who is Hashem? Upenavaresh, and maybe I'll become poor, and I'll steal, and I'll make Shavuos Vashav. So the Pasuk is saying that a person in life is faced with different standards. He could become wealthy and have everything that he needs, and he could then, then the Nisayan is, he'll deny who Hashem is. He'll reject Hashem, he'll say, it's me. I have this stuff because I deserve it. But Penevare should maybe become poor and they'll steal. So, so we do see one thing from the Pasuk, we see, and related to what we're talking about over here, is that a person if becomes full, meaning a person has everything that he needs, he can begin to think it's because of him, and he can begin to deny Hashem. It's not as it's not as it's not as extreme as you would think. But but a person be but from, from this story we see that it's not only true even in, 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 in Gashmiya that a person could become full and deny Hashem. But if a person becomes full even in Ruchnias, the Ruchnias came so 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 easy to the people in Midbar, they began to feel a sense of entitlement. Which is what happens in you in Gashmias as well. You become you you person is successful, we should all be successful. We should all and we should, and we will be faced with an assign of thinking we deserve this. And then and Chas Rishon, the extreme of that is is denying that Hashem has any any role to play in that. But even in even in Ruchnius, a person could feel like I'm entitled to this level of, of Ruchnius. I'm entitled to this level of connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, without any effort on my behalf. So when the Jews were in the Midbar, they had this connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu almost effortlessly, right? They they got everything they needed. They needed supplied to them. They lived a, a miraculous existence. And, and then they were being told, okay, you have to go into Eretz Yisrael, you're going to have to live like normal people, and yet you're still going to have to maintain you're going to have that, that connection with HaKadosh Baruch you're going to have to put a lot of effort into it. It's not easy. In fact, the Gemara says in Brachas, the Gemara says that there are three things that are Niknabi Yisurim, that, that take a sort of, there's, that with difficulties, one of them is Eretz Yisrael, it's Niknabi Yisurim. It, it takes effort in order to connect to HaKadosh Baruch in a, through Eretz Yisrael, meaning because you have to really work, and you have to really work you have to be act like a regular person in this world, and yet you also need to connect to connect Hashem. That's not easy. That that's a lot more work. And if you're an entitled person and you're and you feel like, I don't want that. I'd rather, I'd rather just connect to Hashem easily without having to put any effort into it. And then we know from the Pasuk and Mishlei that a person is aspef, a person is full. What what what's the what's the nesayin? What's the what's the pitfall? You could be actually be Hashem. You could deny Hashem. You could become a kaifer. And this is what we see what happened. By the Miraglim, they 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 were had this. They didn't want to put the effort into the relationship to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They wanted it to come easy because they felt entitled to that relationship, and they ended up saying Hashem can't bring us into Israel. So you see that that could potentially be. What how, how do you shift from a desire for an easy connection to Hashem to denying Hashem? Because that's what happens when a person becomes entitled and they think things are coming to them. They could easily shift over to saying and kicking Hashem out of the equation, and that's what happened over here potentially by the Miraglim. That's one way to understand it. So, and we even see that could be why we have, we have, it says they explored Eretz Yisrael for forty days and they got punished. Yem lashana, yem lashana. For every day they explored Eretz Yisrael, they got a year of, of of just just going nowhere in the midbar. Right? Because how is that how is that how is that an appropriate punishment? Because it's, we're saying that. The, the generation of the Yitzim Mitzrayim, they, they were in the Midbar and they were living this, this miraculous existence and they didn't want to put the effort, that effort that it took to, to have that connection with Hashem in a normal existence. They wanted the status quo. So what happened? Hashem said, 
let's even I'll answer that question this time. Let's go back. First question was why by the Shlach al Hanashim when Hashem said, Don't just go into Israel, they said they want the Miraglam, Hashem said, Okay, fine. Take, take, take the Miraglam. Why? Because the Miraglam, what did the Miraglam do? The Miraglam left the Machnais, they left the, the Machnai Israel. They left the Anan, they went, and it was actually their first journey of a regular existence of sorts. They left, and they were on their own, they were going to Israel to explore Israel. They were saying, they were living a normal life. They were saying, we're spies, we're going to see if we can actually conquer it. So they went, and so there was an opportunity to see, living as a normal person, and putting in that effort of, of the, being miraculous arts, and connecting, and seeing that it's a place to connect with Hashem. Instead, they went there and they looked at it very negatively, and they, they saw that it's not going to work, and they, and they, and they, Disconnected and they actually became kaifim. They connect. They denied that Hashem could get them into Eretz Yisrael. So they failed in that design. But the point is, that was their opportunity to go there and recognize. Okay, now now we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna function as regular people, and we're still gonna be able to recognize Hashem's presence and connect with Him. We'll be by teach Hashem. So that's why Hashem said, Okay, I don't want them to go, but fine, let them go. Maybe they'll, they'll be successful, and they'll, they'll, this is their first step in that normal way of functioning. Instead, what happened? They denied Hashem. They didn't have that betachon on Hashem. So Hashem said, okay, you didn't want to function like a normal person. You wanted to stick with your entitlement. You wanted to stick with your status quo. So as a punishment for not doing what you should have done during those 40 days, each day is going to represent a year that you're going to just go nowhere in the midbar. You're going to take a stick with your status quo. You're going to go nowhere. You're going to just stay there and stay put. And it took 40 years of this in the midbar until all the people died as to, to inculcate that lesson into Kaisral that you have to be able to function and, and seek out that connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in, in a normal way, through your own effort, through your own, through your own uh, let's call it, Ishtadlis. Uh, but what is that based on? That's based on you, you have Betachem and Hashem, that you know you're doing what you can do, and Hashem's going to assist you and, and, and make it work. So we asked the question why is the beginning of the story? talks about how it said, and even though Hashem didn't want, he said, okay, send them. So we answered that because that was their opportunity maybe to, to come back and recognize their mistake, that even though they had to put the effort in, they could connect with Hashem. But why the end of the story is that what Hashem said, don't go, and if, and, and if you're going to go, you're going to get killed, and, 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 and he didn't let. So why is that? The answer is because they could have made this mistake. They could have thought, one second, we just made a mistake. We just, we just realized that we just felt that we wanted to stick with the status quo and not have to put the effort in, and, and therefore we had the chet, therefore we had the chet amraglam. So now, let's just go, let's move, let's do something. And Hashem said, no. Now is there's a time when you're supposed to do action, and there's a time when you're supposed to put effort. But all of that is based on doing the effort, not doing the effort. It's all based on on betachan, on believing in Hashem. There are times when betachan dictates that you should do nothing, and you and you should stay in the Midbar at this point. So the, the extra lesson of the end of the story of the Miraglam is that yes, it's true that your job is to put effort and to connect to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But sometimes that effort dictates you should do nothing. And, and, and they, the Miraglam and, and, and reaction, Klai Yisrael in reaction to, to, to the, to the Mechshel that they fell in the Miraglam, they got punished, they're going to be stuck in the Midbar doing nothing for 40 years. They, they, they get, they, their knee-jerk reaction was, okay, no, so let's just do something, now we'll do it with Afloh. But the answer is no, because sometimes you're not supposed to do anything. And sometimes you have to be talking dictates that you do nothing. So really, the, it's really the same thing. Some, the, the, from the beginning of the parasha, to the, both of these points, why at the beginning of the parasha did he, did he let them send the, the Miraglam out, even though he thought they shouldn't? It's because maybe that would have helped them recognize that, they, that their Betachan involved their efforts in doing something for Hashem. But the end of the parasha says that sometimes Betachan dictates 
that you shouldn't do anything. And you, now is not the time for you to go in Eretz Yisrael. Now is the time you have to stay here, and it's going to take us 40 years to, to make sure we understand that lesson of when's the appropriate time to do something and when is the appropriate time not to do something. But really, it's not only the Miraglam. It's every person in every, in every day of his life. He has to know that it's his job to connect to Kaddish Baruch And his job, it's his effort, what he's doing. He can't just rely and sit on his laurels and think that it's going to come his way just like that. But at the same time, sometimes your talking dictates that you have to sit and just rely on Hashem and say, okay, now, now I'm gonna, um, now I'm going to do nothing. Now, now I'm just going to wait and, and to see how it comes out. But th- that and and so, none, Baruch Hashem, none of us are are are, are miraglim, and none of us are, are all of us are are, are, are believing in a Kaddish Baruch So so, uh, you know, you could take you could take that comfort and and, and realize that 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 Hashem has has our back. Anyway, okay, good job. Yeah.